Hey, good morning, Gloucester, and welcome back to Fishtown Local, your mental institution for savings of great ideas. Ah, sorry about that, because my guest today is my host today, the unbelievable and the unbelievably capable engineer, bon vivant, humorist, and soul of Cape Ann Cable, Jim Capillo. Hi, Jim. Hey, Gordo. <laughs> so nice to have you on this side of the mic. Oh, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> He's got two hats sitting right here. One is his engineer hat, and he throws it on, and he jumps into the other chair, does all the engineering. And then, and if you only knew, right behind him is a huge bucket of a gigantic bulldozer who's working in close to the window, but Jim doesn't see it. So, Jim, I asked you on the show today because the unstated theme of the show is interesting people. And if there's anybody that I call interesting in Gloucester, don't make that face. It's you. <laughs> and are you from Gloucester originally? I am. Born and bred. Really? Gloucester mm-hmm. High? And, uh... No, Gloucester High. No. <laughs> what what school did you go to before that well, high school I'm question? I'm one of those Catholic boys. Went oh. to St. Anne's and oh, then on to, on to St. Peter's. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. You went to St. Peter's. I did. Wow. It was You went there before... No, no, it, built, it was built in 67. They didn't sell it to the city in 67, did they? Well, you're a couple years off. Yeah, 1965 well, was the first class. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And what year did you graduate? 69. Oh, wow. So you were right early. Oh, oh that school was just must have been beautiful then. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. And perfect as a high school, too. Yeah, well, it was built for high school boys. Yeah, because yeah. when you saw the little kids in there, sometimes it seemed like it's you know, squirrels yeah. in the Grand Canyon or something. You know, they would lead those little groups. The ceiling's, you know, 90 feet high. And, exactly. Oh, that's great. And then you went to, did you go off to college? I did. Actually, it was broadcasting school in Boston. Oh. And... I did two years there. What's it called? Not Connecticut? Oh, no, no, no. no. This is a long time ago. It was a Career Academy. Oh, cool. Radio and broadcast. As a matter of fact, it was right in Fenway Park. No, it wasn't. It was, too. You went to classes at Fenway? Yep. <laughs> did you go in that back door that's on that street right by the ticket office where you come in that little secret door? Yeah, up, well, no, it was on by the what's, offices. What's the, the, the street that goes up the hill there? Yeah, Lansdowne. Lansdowne. Yeah, there was a exactly. door on Lansdowne. Oh. But we were able to go out through Studio B onto a parapet that we could watch Red Sox games. <laughs> But now I think they have seats there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. No, no freebies. No freebies. <laughs> that is but it was pretty cool. But. And then, uh, now, what, what year did you get married? Do we have to talk about that? Yeah, well, I only <laughs> want to... Only kidding, s- honey, only okay. kidding. <laughs> no, uh, 1994. Okay, so for 23 years, you have been in the Mondello family. Or well, the other how do way I around. put that? They've been in your family. <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay. It's kind of a give and take thing. This yeah. is also kind of a surrogate interview for my favorite happy person in Gloucester. And uh, he's so happy that he's happy not to get rid of his happiness by coming on the show. And that yeah. is none other than Gloucester's cobbler. Joe Mondello. Yeah. And I just adore him. I wrote a column about him before I even knew he was your father-in-law. Yep. And I said a lot about him in the column, but I want to just say there is nobody like him. And I assume his daughter is 
that's why you're still married is she's just as great as he is yeah, careful how you answer that. <laughs> yeah, let me think here. Is he as happy as he is? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I Joe mean, is, uh, he's the kind of guy that looks the best in people yeah. and the best in every situation, and he's happy to yeah. to help anyone out that he can. And happy people make other people happy. And, and, absolutely. And they want to do things for him. I remember going in his shop, and I was like, half the town stopped in there while he was fixing a <laughs> yeah. belt for me. It was just... Yeah, but, it's very rare that the shop is empty or there's yeah. people uh, that aren't there getting... Either advice or something for Or just hanging, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I was there, half the people came in to do things, and the other half were just, Joe, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and little, were... <laughs> little did I know when I was in St. Anne's, of course, we used to stop in uh, all the way <laughs> on the way <laughs> home through Burnham's Field. <laughs> right. Little did I know. I don't think my wife was born then, even. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we won't go into that either. But was he there then? Because the one oh, yeah. on Main Street was a different guy. There were two cobblers in Gloucester. Yeah, his brother and his father started in um, the little shop that's next to Shalino's Pharmacy. Okay. It was, um, oh, what's his name, it was in there with the electrical shop. You mean that's down there? Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't even know what that's it's, called. But yeah, I don't they either. They fix your electric motors. That down by where Robin's dog grooming replaced Chilinos. Chilinos. Right, right yeah. next door. Yeah, I remember. I used to go to Chilinos. That was the pharmacy I went to. I worked there in high school with Did you? Sammy. Oh, oh yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I remember Sammy. And wasn't Joe there for a while, too? Or did he escape? Joe Chilino? I don't. No. I, I always remember seeing him there, but then I realized I sort of backfitted that image. And maybe his old man just looked like him at this age. You know? I think Sammy Shibantaro worked there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And then he uh, went on his own, I believe. I, I, you know, it's so... I can't remember. Yesterday, Gordo, come well, on. Well, you have seen <laughs> it come and go in Gloucester. Come and go. God, you remember back to uh, Francis Kennedy on The Counselor. Oh, and yeah. Boudreaux. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, oh, man, that was when I first got into Gloucester politics, back on that council. Yeah, that was, a lot happened back then. 60s. You know, they, uh, uh, you know I, I've never been politically mm-hmm. active. Mm-hmm. You know, I see what's going on and it really ticked me off when the school was sold of course oh yeah but other than that you know i'm not politically active at all i kind of did you have regrets i mean when people like me would say they should have put a school in fuller instead of building no as a matter of fact i was for the charter school i mean i i really think that the kids need an alternative education and one makes the other more competitive. Exactly. And I right. think, uh, in fact, the, re- the innovation school in the middle school, I think, came right out of the charter yeah. school because uh, one <laughs> one formed and the other renamed. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, it's all a progression in life. Things happen and other things are reactive mm-hmm. to it. Did you take St. Anne's right to St. Peter's? I did. It went right through eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I had Mr. Costigan in yeah. the eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing I remember about him is his brown suits and his squeaky brown leather shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, you've seen it come and go because when you were here, it was a fishing industry that filled up the harbor. Yeah, I remember all the boats and yeah. when the, the cardinal used to come down for the blessing of the fleet. Mm-hmm. You know, the you could walk across the boats in the harbor then. You know, yeah, it's, to it's get to the sad. other side. It is sad. Because they would be four and five deep at every parking place. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have just my old chicken shacks alone, which were only 1997 on. The 
videos, because I would take you sailing on every show, um, the videos are packed. And yep. you can see me missing boats and dodging boats out in the harbor. Here I am videoing the parked boats and almost getting run down by boats. I never dodge boats anymore. God, oh, that's 20 years I ago. I never dodge boats anymore. <laughs> I don't even look. I mean, there's just nobody out there that's big. <laughs> yeah, uh, certainly the, the, the cut bridge opens up enough for yeah, these people. Oh. I know. Well, yeah, but not as much as it used to. Well, that's because that's mainly recreational boaters right, these days, right. and there's a million of those. And that's been my yeah. uh, my uh, my idea that yeah. the city should you know, it's probably be taken over by the state. Yeah. But they ought to get e easy passes for the boats going through, oh. charging 25 bucks a whack. It would cut down on the... The day oh, the sales, oh, yeah. going back and oh. forth. Yeah, and even if it was just 10 bucks, it still would create quite a flow. But, I don't have a boat, Gordo, yeah. so it can be 50. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, in all your time, who has been your, how shall I put this, favorite politician? Or who, in your opinion, is the most colorful politician? Because you've seen everybody. Well, I... Uh, it's kind of hard to remember the old ones, I guess, because... You know, you think of the ones today. But. Well, back when I was a kid, I always liked John Kennedy. But oh. um, finding out that he had dalliances with, uh, <laughs> what's her name, Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> kind of destroyed that image. But, you know. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like I said, I've never been politically yeah. astute. That's why you're still working. That's, you know, yeah, probably still alive. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's so funny. Well, certainly our current mayor falls into the subject of colorful Gloucester political personalities from the past. Yes, she does. Mr. <laughs> Boudreaux, and I remember uh, Leo Alper. He was pretty colorful. Leo was colorful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, never had any run ins with him, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I um, Gus Foot, hard Gus to Foot. Uh, <laughs> hard to compare to him. And Bill Squillis was oh. uh, he was our youngest mayor, wasn't he? Wasn't at, at he? One time? Yeah, in his thirties, yeah. I believe. I coached his daughter in theater for so long mm -hmm. that um, he kind of dealt with me differently than the public <laughs> because he had a sort of facade of friendliness. Uh, right. He was like that Ronald Reagan you saw on Saturday Night Live where, yeah. oh, hi, you know, hi, Boy Scouts and all that. <laughs> and then as soon as they left, yeah, all right, now where are we putting the, uh, you know, he's, where are we burying the bodies? And uh, he had all the plans. And <laughs> that's what Bill Squillis was like. Yeah. He was so, yeah, he had that uh, depreciating, self-depreciating smile. But then as soon as the door was shut, he was like, oh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, he put me on the first cable commission up oh, here when really? New England Cablevision came in. Yeah, because I knew him from school. Oh, there you yeah. go. Um, so I was on the first cable commission yeah. up here. Well, I actually wrote a column defending his daughter in the paper because she was an excellent actress. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> when she was a little kid and we were doing this play called Snow White Gets Confused. And it was very funny, but it was like three fairy tales all put together because mm -hmm. it was really this, the seven dwarfs and the three bears and Snow White. And it uh, was perfect for kids. I mean, it had so many parts. And But I remember she had a middling part and the lead, as soon as they got their part, they stopped coming to rehearsal. Hmm. And I remember after three rehearsals of that, I said, Katie Squillis, you're Snow White. So suddenly uh -huh. she became, and she worked so hard, and she was terrific at the thing. Well, she went on to be a professional actress. Really? And she got uh, cast um, 
about 10 years ago in this, I can't remember the name of the show. It was like Girls or something or Bad Girls. And she was paying, playing kind of a slutty character mm-hmm. who had no respect for authority. And she got so slammed and slagged in the paper and the letters. And I was saying, that's ridiculous. She is an actor. She is playing a part that she's been <laughs> described. And Bill Squillis called me up and said, Gordo, you got it. That's exactly what's going on. And she comes home and complains about the lines and all the stuff she's got to do. But she remakes her personality. Hell, she was a Catholic school kid from birth. And she wasn't like that in real life. Of course not. That's being a good actress. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's great. We have actors here. (laughs) I think I'm looking at one. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So that was the good old days, the big Bill Squillis days. Mm -hmm. He actually left before the bleep hit the fan uh, and the city's finances. Suddenly the petticoats were picked up uh, to say, whoa, the last three mayors didn't really balance the budget. Yeah, I can't uh, remember who did. Toby came after him? I think so. Or was it the other way around? See, Toby had two. He did. So he might have done two terms, Squillis two terms because he came back as mayor right because john bell was just before kirk that's right that's right and he uh he had done some remedial work on the budget but i think when he inherited it he said oh my god uh because he ran a small business and he was used to being very neat and tidy sure uh and uh john bell appointed me to the cable commission except (laughs) i was on the transition from uh uh, I've forgotten the name of the company, Adelphia, Adelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that from Adelphia, we went public, except we went to, uh, was it Adelphia or did we split a Comcast? We split from Comcast because Comcast right. had bought it then, we split off, mm-hmm. and the negotiations were done by the East Gloucester School principal, uh, Gordon Bach was his name. Mm-hmm. He was tough. And uh, a lot of towns have awful contracts with kids. Yeah, they do. I mean, I've been doing this forever and I've seen a bunch of different towns mm-hmm. And the, the people that actually are involved in this end do better because, I mean, our end, we, we look for more money mm. to upgrade the studios so we don't have to use 40-year no, equipment. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's basically the, the, the scene end of this. Yeah. You see our channels. You know, you don't really see the cable infrastructure no. behind yeah. the signal. Now, how do we differ primarily from most of the other stations in the state, or some of the other stations in the state? Well, there's really a metamorphosis going on with the technology especially, because there's a very fine line between cable TV and the web now, Mm. and TV, Mm -hmm. and regular Mm -hmm. TV. So everybody's trying to adapt, and Mm. it's tough. I mean, limited budget. Yeah. And, of course, the technology has made it tough even for major networks. In a way, we're more in the catbird seat because we have what almost all citizens want a little of, and that is the L word. Right. Local. Local. And same with the Gloucester Times. There's just a certain point where they couldn't get local news without the paper. Yeah. And here, you know, I've always felt that um, the freedom of the press thing is almost more represented by uh, cable TV than by newspapers Mm -hmm. because there you have someone rewrite what was said at the hearing or what went on here you're watching yeah there is no Mm -hmm. hiding it if you fall asleep you're you're, or if you have some particularly reactionary view uh, it's awfully hard to hide it from people or from the paper right because then it gets out 
Mm-hmm. I've worked in some cable places that the what was that? That was my phone. I'm sorry. It was a text. <laughs> I thought I won something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've worked in some communities where they are resistant to putting the meetings on live. Oh, Because why? they don't want an immediate reaction. They want to control that, I guess. Oh. So, I mean, they, even in the sports, I worked in Beverly for quite a number of years, and we had a very good sports team up there for, mm. for local coverage. We did basketball, baseball. And football, and it's almost as big as down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had about forty people on the on the team, on the production team. Wow! That we could count on on a regular basis. That were volunteers, that not were volunteers. all hired. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Beverly itself is one of the have stations. Yes. Because when I went to the contests the first time, and I went to my first one in Washington. Oh, no, I went to my first one in, uh, I think it's called Kings Point, New York, out mm-hmm. by the Throg's Neck Bridge. It took just forever to get there. But I was amazed, and then I went to Washington, D.C., and then I went to another one, St. Louis or something, and I was amazed uh, when you got to the participation level from the local attending these nationals, mm-hmm. how there were these just these standout stations in our state. Well, yep. in every state, really. And then the rest of them basically had no contract. Mm-hmm. They either had no local station or they just had pre-programmed stuff. Yeah, and a lot of that goes to people being involved on the local end. There's a capability and a possibility, actually, mm. for every station to have a local. I mean, even yeah. Hamilton Wenham had a small studio when I was in Beverly. And it was about as big as a closet. <laughs> but they were mainly doing meetings, school business, that type of stuff. So they didn't require a big, huge studio. Mm-hmm. Um, as they, as time goes on, people get involved. And the more people are involved, the more room yeah. you need. Well, fortunately, we've aligned our, how do I put it, universe of creators with our contract. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a big, fat contract that allows for all this local programming and nobody steps up, right. after a while, the thing's going to wither. Right. But And vice versa. If you have all these creative people around, but they're in a city that has no contract that allows right. that, is you know, just doing pre-programmed uh, cable. Well, we're lucky enough to have three channels. We have channel 12, mm-hmm. 20, and 67. Mm. And a lot of places only have a single channel. I love it. And mm-hmm. I think our director, Eric Archer, has done a very visionary change um, where he began to use all the channels for programming. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time where 67 and 20 were kind of the ad board channels. Correct. And not only were they ad bored, but I was bored. Because I said, who would ever watch this? You just sit there and watch these little, you know. Now, if that's in between programming, sure. But it was just hours and hours of that. And I am I crazy that most sports now go on 67? Uh, No. Or 20? On 20. 20, sorry. Okay. But in the old days, everything was on 12. Right. So when they say, okay, how have you uh, increased the hours of relevant programming? Boy, we, I'm sure, at least doubled them mm-hmm. between the original in, uh, administration and this. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times people with uh, three channels will split them up. Yeah. So PEG, which is public educational and government, will each get their own channel. And you may go for hours and hours and mm-hmm. hours without seeing something on a particular channel. <laughs> So uh, we've moved in that direction. It's 
split the channels up mm-hmm. and make them more interesting and um it, it's it's evolving yeah and you'll see exciting changes yeah. coming soon how to about the exciting changes to channel six are they still the flyby channel no that's so gone. they got rid of flyby yeah that was a comcast thing so that would actually be four channels we had which yeah. is on very unusual but we didn't get to touch that <clears throat> what is on six now i never looked Six is NBC Boston, isn't it? Oh, I yes. Think? What am I talking about? I so they actually, yes, that's right. They have two NBCs. Yeah. They have the national version because the Channel 7 still runs the local news. Yeah, the well, they took, they took the NBC affiliate away yeah. from Channel 7. That's right. And they, but then Channel 6 is running the national NBC right. news. Correct. So you get the local competing with the national 6 and 7. I always wished we could have gotten six away from Comcast for the flyby because I love 12, but six is a station when you're on the way to somewhere and you're clicking up you through click the single through, numbers and right. you go right through. Right. And uh, I don't do that anymore because I don't. Uh, well, we. Oh, yes, I do because I see NBC. I, you I, see NBC. I was saying right. I never see David Rome anymore on the. Uh, well, the converters and, have gotten a lot smarter as well. That yeah. If you just hit seven and you have hd service it's going to take you to 707 there you which go. is the uh, hd tier yeah uh, so you. you don't even come close to yeah. six anymore anyway yeah. but that's the that's the danger of not programming the channels is yeah. that they're so valuable to comcast that's right they will take it back if you're well, not using how about it. channel six i mean channel 97 is one thing but channel six right. is one where we're all playing down in the low numbers at some point during the day right plus right. when you hit the guide it almost always is that's where you are yeah and you see what's there. on yeah right. so that's so. yeah unfortunately that was taken back yeah and uh, the flyby is gone we yeah. have about, about the flyby could they not have updated the film? I mean, they were using 25-year-old shots. Oh, it's at least that. Yeah. I mean, at least, because it was so fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was done on VHS tape. I'm sure it was, because it was yeah. so watery. And yet, of course, you, you were glued to it. Like, uh, you know, and Gloucester, with its flyby, had some pretty interesting coastline oh, yeah. and interiors. Because yeah. I've seen flybys from other, you know, Connecticut. That's an endless rolling hills, mm-hmm. literally. Well, you pioneered something in this station. There was a period of about two and a half years ago where we suddenly jumped out of the dinosaur age we got a teleprompter mm-hmm. we got a green screen that worked we got <laughs> the news desk set up that if you want to use that mm-hmm. and most importantly we got jim capillo's flying circus it's right there it's it <laughs> <laughs> you can and see it in the lobby folks come on in <laughs> i love it and if you have seen the dawn at thatcher's island videos of course we're sitting and interviewing the creator and it is absolutely so magnificent i can't believe it didn't ruin the camera where you're shooting into the sun like that for four hours well <laughs> since it's just you and me here i'll yeah i'll tell you a little <laughs> funny story it's pretty oh, quick shh, no one's listening <laughs> no one's listening <laughs> When we were out Thatcher Island, we had to go out uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning. Billy Lee took us out on the Ocean Reporter. Yeah. And we got over there, and he rode us in, and we dragged all the stuff up. And I set the uh, set the drone up, and off we went. So we're going around. Uh, Eric had gone into the lighthouse, and I was on the ground shooting from the drone. And I'm looking, and I'm on the other side, and he's waving at me. <laughs> through the camera and all of a sudden what waving in the window of the lighthouse no no he was standing on the on the oh, outside on the top yeah, oh yeah, yeah oh my god is he in any of those shots on the raw footage <laughs> <laughs> oh 
That's great. Anyway, so there he is waving at you. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at the control, and the control went blank. So I said, what the heck is going on here? (laughs) So I walked up to the lighthouse, and the drone was hovering about three feet off of the rocks behind the lighthouse. So I went and played the tape back, and it hit the lighthouse. And it flew out of control, did a couple of 360s in the air, came down, and went into a hover. No. Lucky for you. Almost hit the rocks. Upside down. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it it righted itself. Thank you, DJI. Well, where's the footage? You're not seeing that. Well, how about for the chicken shack? (laughs) You know, outtakes from the bumps. No, no, (laughs) no. The bump brigade. (laughs) Well, what is amazing is how much we all take that for granted. Yeah. Because when you did with Eric that silly um, portrait video of me, and there (laughs) I am being interviewed, and then I'm on the tractor, and then there's the aerial shot overhead. Yep. And... It's absolutely so natural and so well edited. You don't even go, whoa, where are they? You know, and at some point the thing keeps going back to all these different angles up in the air. But we have gotten so spoiled that you don't even say, wait, this is a nickel-dime little video on a cable station and it's got, you know, James Bond camera work here. And you have to remember, those are all tools that you use. And way back in, in school, I learned... It's about telling a story. Mm-hmm. So you take the visuals and tell a story with it. Mm-hmm. So if you can shut the audio off and tell your story and make it effective so the person can, the viewer can follow along, then you're doing a good job. That is the nature of the game. Remember, that's right. how they started silent movies. Yeah, they yeah, told the right. whole story with no sound. Right. That is fair. Well, I also think that. Um, that period that was ushered in by your fabulous drone footage footage was also the period where Eric got, how shall I put it, jiggy, where not only did we paint the walls a different color in every room of the station, but really great colors, mm-hmm. like J Press, I'm sorry, J Crew kind of colors, like yep. really beautiful, like the room we're in now has got a steel gray, a sort of gunmetal gray uh, walls and ceiling. But you go into every room, it is so interesting. And yeah. we got rid of a lot of junk in here and we got down to just the essentials. Digital allows you to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, it has. If, if there is anyone that hasn't been in the studio in the last 10 years, come on up. Yeah. You'll oh, love it. I mean, it's totally different. so inviting. I mean, the door's not even locked. It used to be locked. And <laughs> I started in the old era, the Seneca Nogella era, and mm-hmm. she was a pioneer because in those days, uh, who were we? New England Cable Vision, then we were Frontier Vision, then we were Adelphia. Before we were coming, they didn't want to spend one penny more than they had to. They hated right. that contract. And yet, uh, Seneca blazed the trail through that period. Mm-hmm. And in those days, they treated the cable station almost more like the newspaper because yes. it was all mm-hmm. about making friends with all the bankers and all the realty, co- trying to get support ads on the thing, uh, money for capital improvements. We had to beg and all this right. stuff. Then when Comcast came along, we got a little tougher on the contract because mm-hmm. we got a, um, a capital improvement upgrade fund. Right that was really worth something it wasn't everything we wanted but man we converted to digital Mm -hmm. and now we have that wonderful flying bridge of the star trek uh what's the name of the spaceship that goes where 
Enterprise. Enterprise. What, what the hell is wrong with that? Well, you? it looks just like that. Well, you look like Dr. Spock, so oh, yeah, that's why I couldn't remember. <laughs> okay, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I'm more curly with no, no hair than Larry. Larry had a lot of hair, sorry. Curly was fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I You're used to fat, be. Huh? I was. Um, but anyhow, it's so interesting because the station is really a station of today and tomorrow, and I really like that. Well, you need to, you need to make improvements, and you need to keep up technology-wise. Yeah. If you don't, you know, your usefulness. Yeah. The kids know more than I know than we do. So funny. But what I like is that any citizen of Gloucester can come in here. What I find right. amazing is that the people who come in they go, "Wow, they really sort of give all this stuff away for free." <laughs> you get to use cable cameras. You get teach you how to edit. Mm-hmm. You get to use their machines. You even can use their their blank DVDs. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. Now, if every citizen in Gloucester did it, there'd be no time. Right. But we all, there's so much time available that you guys are so good at filling. So it's not like, hey, please come, everybody come. But what is great is the variety of shows we have on cable now, from cooking to medicine mm-hmm. to better living to Gordo, you know, chicken. Well, that's chow. always been yeah. the basics of yeah. local, local yeah. TV. Yeah. I, when I worked at Channel 10 in Rhode Island, um, it was shooting news and editing news. And I, I did that for. Uh, a couple of years, and I got tired of it because, yeah. you know, it's nasty it's a sticking a yeah. camera in somebody's yeah. face looking for the worst. Yeah. So and how do you feel now that your husband has passed? You know, pretty much. Yeah. Because Channel what it was 10 like. was a local affiliate of a network station. That wasn't a cable station, was it? Oh, no. Channel 10 was an NBC That's affiliate. That's what I'm saying. That was WJR. Local big time. For those that said. know yeah. Rhode Island. And were you down in the capital? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must have been navigating as a, matter of fact, a beehive. As a matter of fact, I shot from the Goodyear blimp and the helicopter for the America's Cup, 1983 or four. No, the one we lost? Yeah. 1983? Yeah. You were up in that helicopter. I was. I have all the tapes of that is sitting in a room that haven't moved since 1983. And yet, so you're in there. Because yeah. they had lots of shots yeah. where they'd be shooting. And, you'd see and it was exciting, tec- technically wise, I mean, I learned more in the first three months at Channel 10 working with professionals than I did in any school I went to. Wow. Oh, of course. It's like the School of Hard Knocks. It it really is. And it was a lot of fun just getting in the – it was hard work. But, you know, I mean, I got a a wonderful – you'd laugh like hell at this one. Willard Scott. Remember Willard? Of course. Well, he was (laughs) – another quick story, folks. (laughs) He was – I, I had set up in the morning for a live shot down on um, Newport, where right. the boats are where they, yeah. moored. And it was America's on... America's Cup Avenue. It was on the Heinz boat. Because oh. they were the ones that... Teresa Heinz. Is it Teresa? Well, you mean Heinz 57. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Whoever the, the her husband... The one who married John, John Carey. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm setting up for a live shot there. And it's at... Uh, Oh, I think it was at 6 o'clock at night. And this is the funniest thing. <laughs> so we're waiting for uh, Willard Scott to come up. And I got the director in my IFB yelling at me, where is he? Where is he? We got 35 seconds to go. Where is he? <laughs> Here he comes. He's got, God bless you, Willard. I wish I was you. <laughs> He's got two beautiful blondes coming on the boat. And he, oh, he strides true. up and he goes, yeah. what's, your we- what's your weatherman's name? And I said, Jeff Latham. And he said, okay, you get 10 seconds, and they're counting down in my ear, and I'm giving them the five, four, three, yeah. two, one. This is a live shot, and he tosses to Willard. 
and you would swear that Willard and Jeff Latham were the best of friends their whole <laughs> lives. It was the funniest thing. Oh, God. So we did about a minute on the air, you know, talking about the weather in Newport yeah. or wherever the hell we were. And he signed off, and within 30 seconds, he had the blondes, and he was gone. Stranger again. <laughs> oh, isn't that great? Well, I remember going to, to a TV show. It was called Spy Magazine TV, and they put out a special. Mm-hmm. And I got taken to this thing, and they were making the show, and it was Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus mm-hmm. was one of the hosts. And she was. they were, did all these skits, and they had all the regular uh, cast of old deadbeat comedians that were mm-hmm. washed up and all this. But Julia <laughs> Louise, because they did takes, so they would be there resting, and they would do the take, and it was like throwing a switch. She would go from like to just hey, and then they go cut. Yep. And she wouldn't say it. She'd get back in the chair like, "What? You want any coffee now?" And she was just a disagreeable, frumpy person. And then again, they do the next take, and it was just like Seinfeld. And that's she how was they like, get. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> that's how they get to their position. They, exactly they're able right. to turn that on and off. That's right. And if you compartmentalize like that, mm-hmm. because when you're doing 17 takes, I mean, how do you keep it funny? Yeah. Yeah. So. You have to get into into your character. Well, all I can say is I could go on for another half hour, uh, but I won't. Oh, and God. I, um, I just want to say uh, on-air personalities come and go, but you see <laughs> the way they treat their techie and backup people, they value them like they value their bankers. Hell and yeah. that's you. Oh, and that's, that's me. me because <laughs> I value you and the people that are behind me when I'm up there being an idiot. I can't be an idiot without you guys. Well, I must I must admit, you're, you're more consistent than any of our other people. That our other idiots? Go ahead and oh, say it. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> say And that. I've done most of my tech myself. Uh, out of all the show producers, oh, yeah. I probably have asked for help the least in terms of... Yeah, uh, they're, they're, some yeah. people are more capable yeah. than others, and yeah. you're able to... I mean, if them. I look at a show like like Alan's show, Peter Van Ness's show, I they require a lot of staff to do that show. Yeah, you know? and it's, some complications require more yeah. people. Yeah. So, you know, it... it Speaking of complications, yeah. you're going to tell me to roll, roll I the music? wasn't going to. I was going to complain about a certain aspect of our production relationship with <laughs> well, some Well, I'm in charge over here. But so I you... think I will take this as my cue to say, everyone, thank you so much for Gloucester... Oh, God, what are we now? We're Fishtown Local. We're not Gloucester Chicken Shack. That's the other show. Okay. And for coming on in and for uh, my wonderful guest, Jim Capillo. So we'll see you next time on Fishtown Loco. See ya!